At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. What a day, what a day. It is the NFL trade deadline, and it has been busy, but the NBA said, wait, give me attention, as Nets head coach Steve Nash is now out. We've got World Series Game 3 on tap tonight and the return of the MAC weekday action as we continue what is a 27-day stretch of national televised, nationally televised football on our screens. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's Matt Brown. ESPN and ACC Network's West Durham will join us later on in Hour 1. And then in Hour 2, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN's senior NBA handicapper, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. A number of programs here on the network will join us in hour two. But like I said, it is the NFL trade deadline, Matt, and we just got some news. A trade at the buzzer for the Buffalo Bills. The rich get richer trading for Naeem Hines from the Colts. Yeah, this was a team that was apparently really going after a running back. So, I mean, it was rumored that they had inquired about Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. We heard that they inquired about Alvin Kamara and was turned down by the Saints and then end up, you know, listen, they wanted a guy, obviously, if you're you're inquiring about McCaffrey and Kamara, you're looking for a guy that's kind of the dual-purpose guy, right? They were looking for the pass-catching back, the guy that they could use as a weapon and Look, Naeem Hines is certainly not Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara, but if you're going into that second tier of dudes that are in that kind of category of the pass-catching kind of first back and, you know, can certainly help you running the ball, then I think he's probably at the top of the list. And so there we go. That is a uh, that is a very, very interesting, interesting trade for a team that obviously was trying to just mm-hmm. get that one more piece on offense, that one more upgrade, and they do get it right here. 
and he will join Devin Singletary in that backfield, still waiting on terms. So if you see some come through on the Twitter machine, let me know. I yeah. haven't yet. Um, but we can keep rolling through here because there was a lot of action. And, and Matt, for you, is this like a more active trade deadline than you can remember? Because I thought a lot of the big names would have been done earlier already. Yeah, I mean, this is, look, it is certainly a little bit more, I think maybe some of the bigger names that, than we've seen in years past. But, I mean, I'm more I'm more actually kind of like wowed at some of the names that didn't get moved, right? I mean, we heard all along that Brandon Cooks, Cam Akers, you know, what were the Panthers going to do with all of their people that, again, it seems like mm -hmm. a full rebuild that's going on there in Carolina. All these teams didn't do anything. The Bucks, who were... You know, I, I don't know exactly what you would do to try to fix the Bucks, but they didn't make any moves. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, it was interesting. The just Cowboys to see. didn't get anybody, yeah. the Cardinals. But it is interesting. And I know Steph, producer Steph and I were talking a little bit earlier that it just feels like there's so many teams that are still feeling like they're capable of making a push, right? Because you have those upper echelon, those top three teams that we talk about so much, the Bills, the Eagles, and Chiefs. And then from there, it's just this middle of the road, teams trying to make the playoffs that probably still feel like they have opportunity and trying to make some moves today. And let's talk about one. And no cream hunt. The cream and hunt. no cream I mean, hunt, that yeah. was, We were talking about that yesterday and, and last night. And fortunately, the trade deadline is here, so we don't have to recap last <laughs> night too all that much whenever we had uh, we, We'll give you look, a little bit. I lost 7,000 bets uh, yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, we'll just, it wasn't yeah. pretty. We'll get to that in like, you know, a little bit later in the show. So just, uh, yeah. Ian Rappaport, by the way, just now saying that uh, Brandon Cooks, there were a lot of talks about him, just nothing seemed to come of it. But our Minnesota Vikings and GM Quesi Adolfo Mensa gets a trade done in the division. Minnesota getting tight end TJ Hawkinson in kind of an odd exchange of draft picks with the Lions here. So it's Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth from the Lions. Detroit in return gets a second rounder this coming draft and a 2024 third, but makes a lot of team sense for a team that's six and one right now and just saw Irv Smith Jr. get injured and is getting put on IR. Yeah, this is, this is, look, this is a good move for a team that, again, we talked about this yesterday. Whether you truly believe in this team or not, it doesn't really matter because they're in position to mm -hmm. be right now the two seed and if the Eagles were to falter, then the one seed. And so, I, you know, all we hear is all these analysts every single week come on and say, like, I just don't think the Vikings are very good. And I just don't think whatever. And it's like, well, you know, all they do is keep winning and the schedule doesn't get harder. It's only going to continue for this team. And so they're going to have a lot of ugly wins. And I think that adding a guy like Hawkinson really does kind of show that they're they're going all in. You know, there's a couple of teams, I think, that made that those moves today. We'll talk about it in just a second. But uh, and then on the Lions side, I actually think this is a good thing for the Lions as well. They mm -hmm. understand we are – so incredibly far off, right? That a TJ Hawkinson isn't going to make or break mm -hmm. what we've got going on right now, right? I mean, our defense is so bad. It wouldn't matter. Like, they could have the best offense in the league and it wouldn't matter because the defense is so bad. So you acquire a second rounder, that's a starter, right? You acquire a third rounder, that's a starter. So you acquired two starters for TJ Hawkinson. So I think that this is a, a good deal for both sides here. The Vikings certainly needed kind of that third option behind Thielen and Jefferson. KJ Hamler really just hasn't, hasn't been that guy. I mean, KJ Osborne, I should say, um, really just hasn't been that guy. And so this, this is, I mean, assume that this is the move here to kind of be that third guy. And for Hawkinson, a former top 10 overall pick goes from a bottom of the barrel team in the division now to the top of the pack mm -hmm. and really an opportunity to fight in the postseason. Uh, the Dolphins trade for linebacker Bradley Chubb. Broncos get a 23 first rounder, 24 fourth rounder, and running back Chase Edmonds. Mike McDaniels also gets a deal done with his former team acquiring running back. Gets Jeff Wilson from the 49ers for 
December 2023 fifth round pick where he will join former 49ers back Raheem Mostert in the backfield. So McDaniel's just getting all of the, the 49ers here. But the Miami Dolphins, another team right there in that, you know, I, I think that they're in both of our top tens as we later on in the show will update our power rankings, but a team trying to do something here down the stretch. This is the other team I was talking about that, like, obviously is, is choosing to go all in. And this is what they've shown here with this, too, is that Tua's the guy, right? I mean, yep. like, they are, this is the full-on, okay, Tua's our guy moving forward here. We're going to build around him. We're going to build a defense. We're going to build, we already have the playmakers on offense, and we're going to really make a push for this over the next couple of years. And you acquire a guy like Bradley Chubb, and they have pretty much, you know, puts their chips in the middle here. And, we saw it work for we saw it work for the Rams last year. It didn't kind of carry over to this year or anything like that. But look, if you're going after a Super Bowl, if you're chasing a ring, sometimes you just got to do you yeah. know stuff like this. And so this is the Dolphins now on the defensive side of the ball, which has been actually pretty disappointing so far for them. I mean, the offense as good as the offense has been, and as efficient as the offense has been, and explosive as the offense has been, the defense has been every bit the opposite. And we thought that this defense was going, and there's been some injuries, so I'm not going to like completely mm -hmm. blame it just on them playing poorly, but you know, not, not getting pressure on the quarterback. So you go get this guy, you have some guys that are coming back in the secondary for the second half of the season for the push. And so look at this schedule. And if you're watching at home, I mean, we're talking about bears, Browns by Texans. I mean, three and O is very, very within the realm of possibility here for this team heading into a game in week 13 against the 49ers. But if you go three and O in that little stretch right there and you find yourself at eight and two, I mean, you're, you're gonna make the playoffs. I mean, that's happening, right? Cause you're not going to lose out. I mean, they're going to beat at least a couple of these teams down the stretch. So uh, good on the Dolphins. I think that's a good move as well. Yeah, and you mentioned the explosiveness of their offense. Yes, in the past game, they've been great with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, but still the 28th-ranked rushing offense. So mm -hmm. give you a boost there, a little bit more balance offensively. And for the San Francisco side of things, you kind of expected something to happen here with the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. Now they get a little bit of that draft capital that they lost back in this situation. Uh, Jags acquired Calvin Ridley from the Falcons for two future conditional draft selections. Ridley, of course, is suspended for the remainder of this season. And so the, I mean, it's a little bit of convoluted situation here with how this trade might get done. I, I don't think I've seen anything like this before. Yeah, I mean, this is th this is such a great move. I can the, go through for, the structure of it if you want. Such a great move for the Jags, though, because you're you're looking and this did not pan out this season the way that you thought it was going to. But I think what you did realize is, hey, look, you know what? We go out, we spend some money on Christian Kirk. He's just not a number one. Like he can be a number two, and so now you go and get a number one for pennies on the dollar. And you can move Christian Kirk into being a number two, which he needs to be anyway. And you, again, start to kind of build around this team. Now, the question is, is, is Trevor Lawrence any good? And that'll be mm -hmm. the question that'll get answered kind of next year, which is what we – that was the question entering this season yeah. with, with Tua, right? We were like, hey, this team's built to, like, do some things, right? And it's all going to come down to is Tua any good? We've seen so far. Offense has been great. Tua's been good. So maybe that's kind of what the Jags look at. They see what Miami did. They're like, all right, they go and they build around and they say, prove it to us, dude, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is kind of what the Jags are doing for next year. Because that is now at that point, I mean, that's a, that's a good looking out with ATN yeah. in the backfield and with Ridley as a one and Kirk as a two, they've set themselves up pretty nicely here to, to try and get something done on the offensive side of the ball. And if they can't, 
then they'll know. The, the, you know, I mean, like, look, not every first-round quarterback pans out, right? I yeah. mean, it's so. Look uh, at what I mean. The Jets are going through a very similar mm-hmm. thing. Are they going to go in on Zach Wilson long-term mm-hmm. or not? They got to figure that out. Um, but the structure of this trade. Really interesting. So it's based on when Ridley is going to be available to play. So Ian Rappaport says they'll get either a fifth or sixth round pick in 2023, depending on when he's reinstated. So Jacksonville's also going to send a 2024 second, third, or fourth round pick to Atlanta, depending on if he makes the team, reaching uh, reaches a playtime threshold, or is signed to a long term extension. So it's almost like, like telling Jacksonville you don't want to sign him for the long term at 28 mm-hmm. years old so that you can get some of this capital back. It's such a weird deal. Yeah, this is look, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't, I'm so glad that that's not my job that I don't have to like be in the position to figure out. These yeah. All the things. little, all the little cap yes. things and not working things out and all not my chair, not my problem. So uh, one of the guys we said we didn't, that, that didn't get moved today. Little interesting thing here as the trade deadline comes and goes. Brandon Cooks takes to the Twitter machine and said, Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long. Those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career, he says on the Twitter machine. So they must have told him that they were going to trade him and that he was going to go to a contender or something, and then they didn't do it. And so uh, that could get interesting. That could get interesting. That, uh, does not sound good. Oh, we got the terms per a source to Adam Schefter, by the way, for the Bills deal with Naeem Hines. Zach Moss and a conditional sixth in 2023 to the Colts for Naeem Hines, who goes to the Bills at the buzzer. Lots more trade deadline talk around the NFL when we come back. Also news in the NBA, like we mentioned, Steve Nash out in Brooklyn. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season, just $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. You get pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, all of the daily reports on the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball playoffs, plus our upcoming guides for college hoops, the college bowl season, and the Super Bowl. Give yourself an edge. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today that's vsin.com slash subscribe what do you think it is come on you were so close yesterday 132 131 nah 131 no 134 50 95 134.95 134.95 for our friends up north canada uh it was 134.85 yesterday it's gonna cost you an extra dime today an extra canadian dime so you need to go ahead and you need to purchase that today up another Canadian dime and then another Canadian dime and then another Canadian and dime and that's going to be a full loony. Next thing you know, we're going to keep toony. going. It's going to be a whole toony. toony. I know. We can't, we can't have that. So just go ahead get it today. One thirty four ninety five. Regardless, it's not going to be nearly as expensive as what some of the teams are paying for their newest pieces in the NFL as it is NFL trade deadline day just passed at 4 o'clock Eastern. Um, some of the big names on the move that we discussed in segment one, Naeem Hines to the Bills, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson, now Miami Dolphins, and Calvin Ridley eventually to join the Jags. One we did not get to, however, the Bears continued to make moves after trading away both Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith this past week. They were buyers today, getting Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool in exchange for a second-round pick. They also traded for commander's corner Will Jackson. Yeah. What's happening here? I don't, I don't know. You typically don't have someone being sellers and then turn around <laughs> and then also yeah, buyers. I, I so. thought that we were like understood. Yeah. And then yeah, I, Twi- I, I told you it's a Twilight Zone NFL, so this shouldn't surprise me. Like I thought I knew what was going on as well. And then uh, I did not know what was going on. And I was trying to figure it out from a Bears perspective. I thought this looked like, okay, a fairly clear rebuild-ish, right, like situation where – They've settled on Justin Fields at quarterback. And look, he's shown signs of life over the last few weeks or whatever. So I think that they've got that settled and they've got whatever. Like, I, I didn't really get the acquisition. I mean, I guess you could look at it and say maybe they saw something in Claypool that, that you know, other teams didn't or something or whatever. I mean, look, the guy wasn't bad in right. the league. He just wasn't great, you know. And he was – I guess they, they obviously must have offered much more than everybody else did because there were several teams – 
you know, that needed a wide receiver. And, you know, for the the fact that he ends up in Chicago and not, you know, in Green Bay or not in wherever, Los Angeles, whatever it might be, like any of these places that, you know, were, were the the Giants or whatever it might be, you know, these teams that were looking for, for receivers, mm-hmm. it had to have been that the Bears just offered much more than everybody else did is my only kind of conclusion here. But it's just weird, kind of a weird scenario, I think, when it's all said and done because I think you can sell, you can maybe kind of sell a fan base on, hey, look, We've got to break it down future. to build it back. Yeah. Like, like you know, I understand it's not exciting when we're having to get rid of these big-name guys, but, like, we're going to build it down to bring it back up. And instead, you kind of send in, like, mixed signals, mixed messages of, like, well, no, those guys are gone, but we're going to bring in <laughs> these other guys and, like, whatever. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Unless there's this weird thought that maybe the Bears think that they can creep into some sort of playoff picture on the back half of the season or something, but I, I can't Like, I get they that they have that. played better lately, but that's right. still not saying a whole still, lot. You're right. Still games with the Eagles and Bills yeah. and Vikings on the schedule, not to mention that tilt with the Dolphins this week as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on there. But, listen, Claypool I think is fine. Certainly they needed someone else. Darnell Mooney ain't it, like as far as they being a number one. So, you know, they needed someone. I just thought they would try to do it through the draft or free agency yeah. or something or whatever. Something. A very active trade deadline here. One thing I forgot to mention as well um, before the break, one week after benching quarterback Matt Ryan, the Colts elected to fire their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, earlier this morning. Indy off to a 3-4-1 and one start. And looking at the numbers, their offense has been anemic. They're 30th in points per game, just 16.1 a game, tied for the most turnovers in the league with 16. 31st in offensive EPA, poor offensive line play, which led to Matt Ryan getting sacked 24 times in seven games, but you fire your offensive coordinator. I thought Frank Reich was the one gone plays though. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this, I think this is kind of a last ditch effort by a coach that probably knows he's on his way out. Yeah. That probably knows he's on his way out. And this is kind of like the way to maybe go about saving your job or something. But this, this Colts team, probably the most disappointing team in the NFL so far this year, whenever we just think of like what the, what the pure, projections and kind of like upside for this team was. I mean, there were people, obviously tons of people, myself included, that had them winning this division for sure. And then if all things broke correctly, maybe even competing, you know, sometimes so, somewhere down the line in the playoffs and obviously at three, four and one, that's not going to happen. 200 to one now to win the Super Bowl for this squad. So yeah, I think this is more of a last ditch effort of like, Hey, no, look, I'm going to do this and this is going to make things better. And, you know, like, please don't fire me. Like, you know, please don't do that. You've been giving me these retread quarterbacks for the last couple of years. But yeah, this, uh, this Colts team, brutal, brutal, brutal for me. I, I'm already chalking up all these losses to like loss for this loss on Seattle. Like, loss on, yeah, like I'm already, already I'm already, I'm already chalking up all these losses. <laughs> Uh, Steve Nash, unfortunately, was not able to say, please don't fire me. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, it was a mutual parting of ways between Nash yes. and the Nets. I believe that. Quote, though. unquote. Okay. I fully believe that. Okay. Uh, Nets, two and five yeah. start to the season. I mean, KD and Kyrie have made their stances pretty clear that they wanted Nash out. And now it looks like Celtics former coach Ime Udoka, who was removed from his duties this year, is now the front runner that, according to all of the insiders in the league, could be confirmed as soon as the next 24 yeah. to 48 hours. Yeah, I fully believe this about Steve Nash. I'm being dead honest. Like, okay. you, okay, so you have the star of the team come out and be like, okay, trade me unless you fire the coach. And then, and then like, okay, never mind. I'll come back and play. And then you deal with all this nonsense off the court with Kyrie and then having to answer all these questions about Ben Simmons and all this stuff. Like, 
it would not be it would not be fun to go to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's just not one of those deals where you walk in and it's like a a good environment. I can only imagine. And look, Steve Nash is rich and he's got a ton <laughs> of money and like all that. I can't imagine waking up every day and hating going to work if you're in his position in life. And so. I actually do believe this is one of the very few ones where I do believe the whole mutual parting of ways thing where it's kind of like, this is, this is yeah. not fun. Like you know, they, the star players already asked me to be fired. This other star player is like a space cadet. This other one is like, I have to answer 500 questions after every game as to like, you know, is he injured again? Why is he fouling out? Why is he whatever? Like I, I can't Speaking imagine of which this- he is out again. Yes. I, I can't imagine this being a, a fun situation. So I actually, I actually do believe that. I actually do believe well, that. Well, and Udoka did spend time in Boston on, on Steve Nash's staff for a time. So you would imagine that if they're bringing him back into the fold, these guys like him and are excited about him. So we'll see how that one plays out. But yeah, Ben Simmons left knee soreness out again when Brooklyn takes on the Bulls, according to Sham Seth Curry out as well in that one. Um, let's get a quick World Series update in here. Couple segments late, but we do have Game Three officially today after being postponed yesterday uh Phillies and Astros the extra day certainly going to benefit the Phillies here who skip Noah Syndergaard in favor of Ranger Suarez we've seen that price adjust accordingly Astros go from minus 135 to anywhere between minus 118 minus 125 this does also help the Strohs out though who um will now have a better rested bullpen how does the pitching adjustment impact your view of this game and potentially the series moving forward even though I know you're you're sitting pretty yeah, either I, way I, I, mean, I still just think it's the, I, I still just think it's the Astros. I mean, like they're just they're they're just so incredibly tough, top to bottom. And I and I understand like Wheeler has been there. There's been a ton of different guys on the Philly side of things that have been you know performing above and beyond expectation. But for me, if you just look at this lineup, I mean, like I don't have to read it out to you, but if you just look at this lineup from the Astros, top to bottom, there's just not there's just not a soft spot really. Like you know, in the entire lineup, it's just so incredibly potent. And I don't know, tough for me to. Tough for me to try to make a case. I mean, I, I think it's a fine story for the Phillies. Just tough for me to try to make a case for them. And, I mean, Philadelphia obviously does have some good bats. But, like I said, the extra day of rest just helps a bullpen in Houston yeah. that's already as good as they are. So, just adding another arsenal, yeah, weapon to their arsenal. You, you, get to move, you get to move Wheeler. And so, you get, like, Suarez, at least he's left-handed. And, like, you know, there's there are some, you know, Jordan Alvarez is their biggest bat. And the Kyle Tucker's left-handed. So, you do get those lefty-lefty matchups. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, like, there's – there are those things, I guess, you know, but I mean, it's just, it's still. Is there any value to you as far as a correct score goes where you think that this one could play out? <laughs> Billy's already having the one win in pocket. Yeah. I mean, four, one would not shock me. Really? Yeah, five and a half to one. Four, one would not shock me. Ooh, la la. I know. It really wouldn't. Really? It really wouldn't. No, it really not. Oh it goodness. really would not. You are something else. Very interesting. So in that case, the, uh. The under five and a half at plus two sixty five is what you can there just get is. in on get Boom. on on both of them. Just get all Nail that it. all that cash Nail money. <laughs> okay, so yes, game three coming up tonight again on the hill. It will be Ranger Suarez and McCullers going head to head. We are gonna step aside here in a second, but when we come back, I will finally let you vent a little bit about the Bengals because both of us were on the minus three last night and it was a very frustrating scene the way that they just got absolutely dogged by the Browns yesterday. It's also dun, da, 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 teaser Tuesday. Got a few options. So got a few options. see if we can make something yeah. happen this time around or not. Still to come this hour as well, Wes Durham of the ACC Network and ESPN will take us into what will be a great slate of college football this weekend. Don't go anywhere. Recent final countdown coming your way.
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, hoops, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've got new promotions every week, like the Tuesday Hockey First goal insurance. You got Friday night college football bet and get Sunday football parlay insurance as well, and a whole lot more. Head to DraftKings.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown live from our South Point studio in Las Vegas. Uh, Busy trade deadline day, so busy that uh, we are. Fortunately, we are. We got to push this a half an hour into the show before we even talk about. Oh, hey, there was a game yesterday. So um, yes, a game that both of us are rather unhappy about. But the Browns beat the Bengals thirty-two to thirteen last night. They win straight up as a three-point dog. Bad beat on the total as well. Push at forty-five. But the Browns, who are at or near the bottom in a number of defensive categories, actually looked legit last night, shut out the Bengals in the first half, brought a ton of pressure on Joe Burrow. On the other side of the ball, offensively, 440 yards of offense, Nick Chubb getting 22 carries, Jacoby Brissett making smart throws, not having to throw the ball 40 times a game. Offensive line showed up, Amari Cooper showed up. Certainly the most complete game they've play- they've played, and it just happens to be on a day that we bet them – and we're confident in the Bengals. Yeah, so. it was uh, it was pretty brutal from from the get go out there. And if we did see some of some of Zach Taylor reverting back to some of the earlier stuff. There were some of the under center runs on first and ten, and all the different things like that. And you know whatever. And that's not that's not the only reason that this game ended up the way that it did. I mean the the protection broke down yet again for for Joe Burrow and them, and he was under duress all night long and. So there was a bunch of different reasons. And look, credit where credit is due. The Browns played by far their most complete game of the year. They played by far their best game of the year. They were able to move the ball through the air consistently, which really hasn't happened a ton. And then just, you know, injuries on the Bengals side of things as well, which also, you know, we'll we'll have our power ratings a little bit later, which is going to, you know, plummet them down as well. I mean, they lose a, a couple of more key players for this team. I mean, it's just you can't. You can't get by. Like, I mean, if you look at the end of the year, we're going to see these teams that win these divisions or go deep and all stuff like that. And like, their injury situations are going to be some of the best in the NFL because it's just it's you mm-hmm. you lose some of these guys that they've been losing. I mean, so the Bengals didn't have Eli Apple as it was anyway last night. So you were down a starting corner, and then Shadobi Wuzi goes down. So now you're down both of your starting corners, and it was very evident. After that, as the Browns were able to move the ball basically at mm-hmm. will. So, yeah, it was just a overall uh, – it was like the perfect storm of bad, right? I mean, like it was the worst game for the Bengals in a while and the best game for the Browns mm-hmm. in a while, and then that's how you end up with that. So, as I'm sitting there, I end up did end up betting the over, so I pushed the over. So, not only do I – like, I, like <laughs> it's like I can't win one friggin' bet like last night or whatever. Like, no, I can't do that. So, lose – Lose Cincinnati, lose the props that I had because we didn't get any of that stuff going as well. Then at like 9.15, so I don't do the whole answer the door thing. I just sit the bowl of candy outside okay. and like with a note that says like yeah. take one or two. Yeah. You know, like be cool. Yeah, so at least you're cool and you still so, give the kids candy. You're just not you having not it with the do you door know? open. Do you shut, do you turn I'm the actually off? super upset about this. It's you're a very sensitive off? subject. No, I wanted to do the same thing that you did, and that is what we planned for. And my significant other 
told me he put the bowl out there and he did not. And so I was, we got in such a big argument about it because I was like, these little kids, like no wonder some of them were like knocking on the gate of our door still and you wouldn't answer it. Oh, I am so upset. Halloween, like, come on. So the kids there, need their candies I'm on this day. I'm sitting there last night. I lose, I lose the bet. I lose the props. I push the total. Then at 9.15, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. All these kids have kept coming to the door and all this stuff and everything like that. And then, like, I'll, like, watch the little ring camera after they leave, you know, and all that. So make it all the way to 9.15. I've already lost all my bets. I've pushed the total. Then I watch the ring, and this kid comes up and takes the whole bowl of candy. And hold on. Not the candy in the bowl. He took the whole damn bowl. Stop. Yeah, no, he did not dump the candy out into his sack. He picked up the whole bowl and stole the whole bowl. <laughs> like ran out with the whole bowl. And I'm like, that's just a fitting. In. That is like the perfect fitting in to this night. Like this wow. is exactly how this night should end. Kids like, these days. Like this is exactly how this night should end. Lose all the bets. Think I'm going to finally get one home. McPherson misses a field goal and an extra point, so it pushed the total. And then the kid steals the whole bowl. He didn't just take the candy. How full was it? Could you see in the ring doorbell I'm, what level you were at in the well, candy? Because I had kind of like kept, you know, like refilling it, though by the time like 9.15 rolled around, I had not refilled in quite a while. So it was probably okay. like half full at okay. this point. Is that a bowl that you use like for years that you've had for a long time? I mean, it's, or a, was it's, it's, a, it's a bowl that's in the rotation. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a bowl Either that's way, in the Either way, just you shouldn't be stealing people's bowls. So it's like it, this weird part to... of me too, like kind of has at least a little bit of respect yeah. for that kid where I'm kind of like. Ballsy. Where I'm kind of, yeah, he took the whole bowl. Like he didn't even just like the dump and run is very easy. The like, haha! I'm gonna take your whole bowl. Like that is a bold. You move. should find out, like, if, if you remember what costume he was in, you should put up the like bowl wanted signs in the neighborhood here's, with his costume. So here's here's one of those things. Like I'm not like you know I don't want to ever be the Karen of the neighborhood. But there were already people who had been posting stuff on like the Open Door app and things of like, blah blah blah. This is happening, and can you believe this is going on and all this? And I kind of like. Kind of want to kind of want to post this video and be like, if this is your kid, yes, he stole you should. the bowl, the whole bowl. You so should. I would. Uh, I love it. it I was, love it. It was kids need to be reprimanded. They need to learn. That lessons. being said, <laughs> it was a fitting end. Okay. To what was what in, happened what to was, Evan McPherson? By the way, this is a, a guy terrible, who terrible like was a huge reason why yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals were even in the Super Bowl, and anything. now he can't do anything. Now he can't. Now um, he can't do anything. It is. By the way, bow bow bow. Teaser Tuesday. And yet another week that we have not been shut down yet from using all of that. Hey, I mean, and we were let it ride. I mean, hey, we're just going to keep on going with that because that is definitely not anyone famous that's saying that. No, not, not at all. No. I don't even know who that is. No, just, neither. Um, I have no idea. Okay, so not a ton of options this week mm -hmm. for Teaser Tuesday. Teasers have not been the greatest this season, but they're starting to turn around potentially a little bit here. What are some that, that do stand out as teasable options yeah, today? Yeah, so not a ton of options, as you mentioned. So we can take Cincinnati down to one, one and a half against the Panthers. And, you know, the Panthers didn't do anything today. I, I thought maybe they'd clean house, like, you know. Get rid I, of DJ Moore. I, you know, I thought for sure that there would at least be one more move for them because why not? You really and truly need to just tear this thing down and build it up from the beginning. But I, I they didn't do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's – I think they're froggy enough to where I'm not jumping up and down to make that play. I mean, certainly Cincinnati, even with the injuries, is still the better team. But – 
I'm not really jumping up and down to make that play. I mean, you do still have DJ Moore now, and you do still have like the, all the defensive guys, and so it's not yeah, like Brian this team Burns, is like Burns. They didn't they yeah. hung on to it so long. Yeah, it was just, just an odd odd deal, especially and, and you know, not to get off on a tangent, but like the Jets, like Elijah Moore, like multiple occasions now has has taught trash What's about the situation. What's your chemistry like with your quarterback? Oh, he doesn't throw the ball. And all the stuff. And, like, <laughs> and, and like they kept him? Like, I just, you know, I don't know. What do you do? So, you just put him on ice for the whole year? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, there was some of this stuff where I'm just like, what is, how is this happening? Uh, the Jags, you can take them down. Um, I mean, you can take them up from point and a half up to seven and a half against the Raiders. Again, it was a that. very poor performance against the Saints for the Raiders this past week. But, again, like, I... I think that that sickness thing that was going through there, everyone getting the flu and no one being able to practice and all that, like there had to have been something going on there with all that. So I'm I'm not necessarily giving the Raiders a pass by any stretch, but I don't think that I'm like coming out of that thinking they're the worst team in the whole world or anything after that game. It's just a bad – I mean, then you got to travel to New Orleans after being sick all week mm-hmm. and then – get Bourbon Street and, you know, all the things like that. And you get rapid, you know, people get the teams used to get the Vegas flu here and for the hockey season. And yep. like, you know, people have been known to get the Bourbon Street flu every Makes now sense. and then, you know. Um, Speaking of the Saints. Yeah, Seattle all the way up to eight from two. This one, I imagine if people are playing teasers at all this week, this one's going to be in everybody's. Like, this one's going to be in That's everybody's. the most obvious one for me that yeah. I looked at this week. So. Because you have a team – depending on where your power ratings sit, I mean, most likely, most likely you have the Seahawks higher than you have than you have the Cardinals. I have no belief in Arizona. Yeah, so, it, I like, mean, but you've known this. Even yeah. with D-Hop back, I still just don't. So, like, most likely you have, have Seattle ahead of, ahead of the Cardinals. So, if you give them, you know, again, let, let, we know home field's not worth three anymore. Let's say you're giving it a point, point and a half or something. So, now you're saying that these two teams are equal on a neutral and you can take Seattle up to eight, then that just seems like a pretty favorable bet um, to me in all of this. But again, I didn't, I didn't play a single teaser last week. And then the two miracle teaser backdoor covers get home. The Jets and the Texans both. Like the the, the ugliest teasers were like, ah, we don't want to play those. They're horrible. And they both get home on miracle plays at the end of the game, of course, when we don't have teaser legs in yep. our account. So those ones, Bengals, Jags, Seahawks, Saints, and all then the Saints, teasable yeah, up legs. To I, I got to get our pro tip in yeah. real quickly for this hour. Um, just a reminder that newly traded players, you know, we talked about the trade deadline coming in today. Maybe don't expect a ton out of them this first week, likely to take a week or so to really settle in. We talked about Christian McCaffrey. We saw Christian McCaffrey week one, just in a, a minor red zone type of a role. Then week two, obviously he blew up with the trifecta touchdowns pro tips available vcin.com become a subscriber today at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here live from Las Vegas, this segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use, don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zen might surprise you. Zen's made of six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z Y N.com. Today, Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you. Lots of great college football action ahead this week. We also have the first CFP rankings coming out later on tonight to help us break it all down. We bring in ESPN and ACC Network's West Durham. Can also catch him at an NFL stadium near you every Sunday. <laughs> Voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Wes, thank you so much for coming on. And how about those Atlanta Falcons leaders in the NFC South right now? We were everybody's favorite and then started winning games. We were already everybody's favorite because of the spread stuff, right? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they start winning games. So now all of a sudden it's the best of both worlds. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Hope you're well. Yes, absolutely. Back at you. It was, I mean, coming off Halloween, I hope you had a good Halloween, by the way. But we were talking about <laughs> being didn't. at home. Yeah, he didn't. didn't um, we were talking about, like, are you a turn the light off person? Do you open the door at Halloween? Do you get, uh, How do you do Halloween candy? All right. I'm, a, I'm the middle ground guy. I set the bucket with the candy in it, a nice note, and then I go and do work or watch Monday Night Football or whatever the case may be. I, I, look, come on, Stormy. I'm almost 57. I don't have time to be answering the door and handing out the, you know, plus I'm the guy that would hand out the Almond Joys. Vicky, my wife, buys all the high-end stuff, the mini candies, the Butterfingers, and all the good stuff, the dark chocolate Hershey's. I mean, come on. She's she's in control. She's in management, and I'm in labor. That's there. what Tom Luganbill says, and I am <laughs> completely go. in that deal. 
I love it. At least you didn't get your bowl stolen like this guy. Yeah, I got the I got the scraps too. Like I went into the grocery store like two hours before, and like I got the scrap. Like whatever was left, everyone had already gone through. The shelves were just empty. I'm like, oh, the kids are gonna hate me. Like oh, I'm just getting like the last of all the candies. It was. They get the many hundred thousand dollar bar. Yeah, when that yeah, happens. all those. Yes, all the stuff nobody all wants to buy because they're too embarrassed to give it to the kids, and that was me. Yeah, like everyone, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I'm not giving that to the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uh, stuff that they sold about six years ago. There we go. Well, uh, well, let's talk a little college football here. Okay. Um, one of the big games coming up this weekend, a lot of people are talking about Clemson, Notre Dame. Clemson, a four-and-a-half-point favorite now. And the Irish took advantage of the, the letdown spot and injury to Garrett Schrader last week against Syracuse. Very lopsided win. Coincidentally, the last time we saw Clemson was against Syracuse when DJ Uyunglele gets benched and right. Klubnik comes in there. I mean, obviously, Cade and Dabo are saying all the right things. DJ Uyunglele is our guy. Do you sure. think that he can clean things up in this game enough to have a convincing win for the committee? Oh, absolutely. Look, I think we're still early in the game here. Clemson's got all the talent in the world when you look at both sides and the rankings and the recruiting and all that stuff, right? But the reality of it is Clemson is exceptional in their front seven on defense. I think they're improving in the secondary. Now, they've had some injuries back there, too. Uh, offensively, though, they are slowly evolving. Now, the I think Stormy and Matt, here's the deal. We all want this to be 2018 Clemson. Right. We want it to be Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and T Higgins and Justin Ross and, you know, high wire football on the offensive side. And it's just not that it's it's not that it's DJ Uyunglele, immensely talented. But really, the secret sauce in the Clemson offense is Will Shipley and the terrific play they get at tight end. Their offensive line is better than it's been uh, in, in the last couple of years. And I think Shipley is a secret sauce on Saturday night at South Bend provided that Clemson can move Notre Dame off point because the Irish are really good up front. I think Foskey's terrific. Uh, I think Marcus Freeman's fingerprints are all over how good they've been defensively. So while we get all hyped up on Uwe Ungalale leading into the game, I think at the end of the day it's going to come down to whether Clemson can run the ball to then allow Clemson to perhaps throw the ball even somewhat vertically against Notre Dame. But we're going to get a rock fight now when you start talking about the two defenses, I think. Wes, your game this week, uh, UNC and Virginia, you got UNC with some close calls along the way, App State, Georgia State, Miami, Duke. But when you look down, they only still have one blemish on the record to Notre Dame. Uh, How do you think this one plays out? Well, I think Carolina is a heavy favorite, Matt, and they probably should be because I think Carolina is electric on offense, Mm -hmm. Um, almost to the point where I think they're – uh, they're likely the best offense in the ACC, and they might be one of the better offenses in the country, but you just don't know because you spent so much time in the early part of the season looking at who they are defensively. Virginia has really struggled on offense. I think John Rodzinski's done a nice job with Tony Elliott in his first year of, of kind of patching up some of their defensive woes from a year ago. But in Drake May, you're seeing, I think, one of the premier quarterbacks in the country, and he's got two terrific wide receivers, and they've got a lot of depth at running back. But Carolina's getting a little better on defense from early in the year, Matt, when they were you know, surrendering 60 in a win at Appalachian, allowing 40-some in a win at Georgia State. They're getting a little better on that side of the ball, but as long as they're that strong offensively, I'm not sure how much better they've got to get on defense in order to win these games down the stretch and, and hopefully get to an ACC title game against Clemson and Charlotte. 388 yards and five touchdowns for Drake May last week. The kid is so much fun to watch. UNC at Virginia at noon Eastern on ACC Network. Check out Wes on the call with Roddy Jones and Taylor Davis. Uh, Wake Forest 
had eight turnovers last yeah. weekend at Louisville West. They allowed the Cardinals to score 35 points in a single quarter. Can they pull it together as a favorite on the road in Raleigh against NC State this week? Well, you know, Stormy, how about the ACC? We've had two teams in consecutive weeks have eight turnovers in <laughs> games. I mean, Miami did eight the week before against Duke, and here goes Wake Forest. A third quarter to forget. Uh, most points Louisville has scored in a quarter since 1913. Um, and, and all of a sudden, Wake Forest takes a bad loss at Louisville. Give Louisville credit, uh, playing a lot better defensively, uh, kind of matching what Malik Cunningham tries to do for him on offense. Wake Forest offensively is going to have to tangle with NC State. And despite all the things that happened with NC State this year, uh, none of it has been on defense. They've lost a guy here or there, but they're still really salty on that side of the ball. So the, the part of the game that will interest most is Wake's offense and NC State's defense. And I question how Wake mentally, how they're going to handle all this because mm -hmm. they had a lot going into last Saturday at Louisville. Uh, and this game was being talked about a lot. NC State, meanwhile, has kind of held up a little bit. A, a tough loss at Syracuse. But they're going through the injury, the season-ending injury, to Devin Leary. And it looks like they've settled on MJ Morris, a true freshman, who didn't, by the way, get to school until June to be their guy under center on the Saturday night in Raleigh. I, I think it's a heck of a game. Wake Forest, you've got to believe, will bounce back. Dave Clawson does such a good job with them. But the uncertainty of what happened last Saturday is a little creepy if I'm a Deacon. Wes, well, so let's uh, get back to the NFL and talk about this uh, this Falcons team. I mean, listen, they find themselves as three-point dogs to the Chargers this week, but right. it looks like they're getting a little healthier here on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Looks yeah. like there's a chance Cordell Patterson could be back out there as well. And, then you know, listen, that brings a whole new dynamic to this to this offense and whatnot. I kind of think the Falcons might be getting, getting uh, in good here against the Chargers. Well, I think what you're looking at, Matt, is you got to pick what side of the ball you want to play on Sunday. Because San Diego defensively allows almost six yards a carry. Atlanta's one of the better rushing teams in the league. Uh, they're the fourth best. Uh, I say San Diego. Listen to me, Stormy. I'm <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the L.A. Chargers are the fourth best passing team in the NFL. And Justin Herbert is a talent in question, right? We all know that. Uh, and Atlanta, I mean, just look at last Sunday. Struggles against teams that can get vertical. Two weeks ago it happened in Cincinnati, Matt. And, and while I think Atlanta is making some progress, in some ways this will be as dangerous a test as two weeks ago in Cincinnati was. I, I think for Atlanta, the game has to stay in front of them, and it's easier said than done against a team like the Chargers. My curiosity is really going to be, how does L.A. try and run the ball on Atlanta? Um, because, quite frankly, Deontay Foreman had some success on Sunday. I, you know, He had a three-touchdown game, 100 yards rushing, at times, I thought Carolina had the temperament of that ball game playing to their favor uh, even before the P.J. Walker to D.J. Moore throw. Atlanta was lucky to get out of there the other day and obviously had a lot of things happen in the final moments that predicated that. But I think the Falcons are playing well. The 4-4 four and four start is, uh, is a real credit to Arthur Smith. But I think Sunday's a unique challenge into kind of where this team is at this point, if you know what I mean. All uh, Chargers fans from San Diego, by the way, were, were very bitter when you dropped that one. They missed the team, something fierce. Um, we are at, least up I didn't say, at least I didn't say Dan Fouts or something. No, there you go. <laughs> uh, we've only got about 45 seconds left okay. here, but um, the Bucks have dropped five of their last six games. Yeah. We talked kind of like laughingly about how the Falcons are in the top spot in the NFC South right now, but can they hang on, or do you think that the Buccaneers and Tom Brady get it together? Tampa comes here the last week of the regular season to play Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta still has to go to New Orleans and to Charlotte. So when you look at it, they've only got one of their division games left. 
I, I can't figure this out, Stormy and Matt. I, you know, look, I, I think we all see things on paper at the beginning of the year, and we look at Tampa. The offensive line process, process and problems started in training camp, and now we're in a situation where they lose Shaq Barrett on defense. Next thing you know, there's everybody wants to talk about stuff off the field. You just can't write the script sometimes. No matter how good you think a team is, something happens on the way to the tee, and clearly it's happened in Tampa. Wes, you're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate you. Anytime. Take care, guys. Fun to be with you. That's Wes Durham on Twitter at Wes Durham. Make sure, again, you check him out. UNC Virginia, noon Eastern on ACC Network coming up this Saturday. Great stuff. Wes is the best. Feels good to hear that accent. Feels good. Like I'm back. I home. thought you were going to say it feels good to know somebody else sets out the candy like you do. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.